Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. There is no blindness like religious blindness. Yesterday I quoted uh, Helen Keller and she basically said, you know, there's nothing worse than having sight but not being able to see. And that is a big problem. That is a big problem. Religion leaves you blind. Sometimes we religiously do things. That's, you know, the proverb is they or they quote an English quote or an English way of saying things is that they religiously follow that or they religiously do that. And there's a lot of um, a lot of weight to that because that's exactly what a lot of people do. They don't consider that there's any other way or any other possibility. And they don't look beyond what they can see with their physical eyes. We know that 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are not seen are eternal. Wow. The things that are not seen are eternal. Now, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, Paul says this, And I pray that the eyes of your heart, that is the very center, the core of you being the amplified version. The word heart there is not just spirit, it's spirit and soul. And he says, I pray that the eyes, listen to that, the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, of who you are, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which He has called you, the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people, and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, whether angelic or human, and far above every name that is named, above every title that can be confirmed, conferred not only in this age and world, but also in the one to come. So that's just a whole prayer that he was praying. I prayed that day after day when I first discovered the word of God, when I first discovered the revelation of the New Testament or the New Covenant, and I began to quote this every day, that that the eyes of my understanding the eyes of my heart, the, another translation says, of our understanding will be enlightened 
may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. So let's have a look here quickly. Um, yeah, Paul says, I think it's in another translation, he says, I keep asking the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, um, that he may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope. Another translation would say this. Uh, let's have a look, see. And he says, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of, of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. I pray the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling. And then another translation says that I ask that the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally, your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he is calling you to do. He's not talking about physical eyes. He's talking about spiritual eyes. He's talking about your ability to see, to discern to comprehend, to grasp. He says, I pray that you'll have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. A spirit of wisdom and revelation that gives you a deep and personal intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. And that's what we've got to have. But so many are blind. And yesterday we looked at the when the blind leaders... Blind guides, blind shepherds lead blind people. They both fall in the ditch. You see, we both have a responsibility to see, to see those spiritual things that you will cherish, etc., etc. He goes that you will you will understand the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of His active spiritual power in us who believe. Now. A, a, a passage of scripture that for many years didn't make much sense to me, but when I really understood this principle, then I began to understand this. And this was, you remember about the man that was born blind, John chapter 9. And he was born, born blind from his birth and the disciples asked him, who sinned? And he said, neither, not this man nor his parents but so that the works of God might be displayed and illustrated. And what it was, was this, this whole situation in Israel. This was a real prophetic statement at this point in time. This ho the whole of Israel was under this cloak of religion so that they could not see. And Jesus was coming to bring the kingdom that would bring sight. And you remember in, in Matthew 13, he says to his disciples, he said, to you it's given to see. To you it's given to understand, to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But to them, it's not, they don't understand. Seeing they will not see and hearing they will not hear. So um, we need to understand that there is this place of where you can see but not see here and not here. Oh, gosh. Phone's ringing. Can you believe it?
Um, get to that later. So seeing they will not see, hearing they will not hear, and they will not understand. They will not get it. And that's the problem is religion will keep you from a place from not seeing they will it will keep you or keep you from keep you in a place of not seeing not hearing and not understanding but this blind person what what this blind man what happens is at the end of course jesus heals him he puts clay on his eyes funny enough um speaking of the earth and he washes his eyes and he can see and so now the religious leaders basically attack him, excommunicate him. And then he goes on to say, so he comes and he says um, that he, Jesus heard that they put him out of the synagogue and finding him, he says, do you believe in the son of man? And he answered, who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. And Jesus said to him, you, are, you have both seen him. And in fact, he is the one who's talking with you. And he said, Lord, I believe in you and your word. And he worshiped him with reverence and awe. Then Jesus said, I came into this world, listen to this, for judgment, to separate those who believe in me and those who reject me, to declare judgment on those who choose to be separated from God, so that the sightless would see and those who see would become blind. Wow. Right here at the end of the chapter, we begin to see how it all collates and what Jesus was saying. He said, I've come that those who see, uh, those who are, who cannot see will see, and those who see would become blind. And some Pharisees who were with him heard these things and said to him, are we also blind? Now, the Pharisees were religious leaders of the day. And Jesus said to them, if you were blind, to spiritual things, you would have no sin and you would not be blamed for your unbelief. But since you claim to have spiritual sight, since you claim to see, you have no excuse. Your sin and guilt remain. And that's the thing that I want you to see. In religion, you will stay stuck in sin. There's no deliverance. You cannot work. Religion is about trying to appease God, trying to get his approval, trying to get enough going so that God somehow will like you more than others and like you more than where you are right now. But in religion, you don't get there like that. In religion, you are stuck in your sin. You cannot work yourself out of it. You cannot even pray yourself out of it. You cannot... Work yourself out of it. You've got to know the life force of Christ. Only through seeing properly. You cannot have dominion. You cannot be effective. You cannot be successful. You cannot be victorious. You cannot be more than a conqueror if you are stuck in religious viewpoint. And guilt. You're always feeling guilty. And he says, if you th when you say that you can see, you have no excuse, and these things remain. And we know they were struggling with all of this. And of course, what they did was they hated Jesus for it. And he says, if you were blind, you would have no sin. You wouldn't, if if you were blind, but. And it's not that <laughs> it's not that he was saying you wouldn't it would be there, but they wouldn't see it. But he says, since you claim to see or have spiritual sight, and since you claim to be able to see things, but you can't see it, you stay in bondage and you stay in the bondage of guilt. You don't get out of it.
So the whole miracle of this blind man was to show that he was a man that couldn't see, but Jesus could bring him into seeing. A work of God to take place. And you know, I want to say to you, a work of God can take place in your life today. A work of God can take a place in your life right now. To bring you to the place of seeing, to bring you to the place of having that ability to have clarity, to see so that you can be free from sin and from guilt and the guilt of sin. You don't have to stay blind. You don't have to religiously follow. You don't have to religiously lead. You can lead and you should lead with the life of God. Ask God every day to give you that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. It's only when you see will you know. It's only when you truly see what's going on that you will know. It's only when you can see the spiritual, the spiritual dimensions of how God operates. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he says that the carnal person, the natural person, they cannot see, but it's the spiritual man. It's the pneumaticos man. He can see, discern, understand, and apply. Don't be held back. Don't be caught in the bondage of blindness. And as a leader and as a follower, you have a responsibility. You cannot say, well, they led me. Because you both fall in a ditch, the ditch of sin and guilt. You both stay there. Don't blindly follow leaders who cannot see. You've got to take responsibility and see for yourself. You've got to see. All right. So thanks for being with me. This is Sean saying God bless you and have a super day. And happy Thanksgiving to all my American friends and family. Appreciate you. Have a very special day. Be grateful today for all the things in your life. Be grateful for the relationships, your family. Be grateful for all the grace of God in your life. You are living an amazing life. You're breathing. That means you're living an amazing life. God bless you.